Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, September 10th, 2019. It's the time for the King Sports Podcast. We have hit episode 40. It just seems like not that long ago. We hit 30 and 20 and 10, and now we're, and we were just starting. So it'll be a year, um, sometime in October. I'll have to look when I look back in the, uh, the old, um, hard drive to see when I saved the first one. So, but I know it's October. I did it right before I I moved um, and headed out headed out east to Iowa. But it's been it's been fun so far. So, you know, we're 10 away from 50, which I think is a huge huge milestone and we're just going to keep doing this the way it is. Um, and I'm working on, you know, I I left it at home, um, my my mixer that Ward gave me, and uh, I'm going to work on trying to get that here so I can have Lucas back on the show and uh, have him hang out with us so um, and do that because he was a great guest and you know I've always wanted to try to get other guests but it's kind of hard I don't have a whole lot of people I know over here that like sports as much as I do so um, but with that said you know it's it's we're here we're we're ready to roll on episode 40 we got a lot to talk about it's we just had week one of the NFL we're going to tell you how the Seahawks did. We're going to tell you how the Cleveland Browns did, who are predicted to win the Super Bowl by everybody because they have the talent. We'll find out how they did. Um, great Monday night game. Um, we're going to also have some baseball talk. Uh, the, how did the Colonels fare? How I've basically given up on Major League Baseball to the playoffs. I know the Red Sox fired a GM. There's baseball for the day. Uh, and... NBA, basically, they're in the World uh, FIBA World Cup right now for a chance to go to the Olympics, um, which, if we don't make it to the Olympics, our men's basketball team, that's a shame. Um, so, but lots of college football, too. Um, talk about, I went to a Hawkeyes game this weekend. If you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen my picture where I said it, it was one of the best atmospheres in college football. It's It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, so I'll talk about that too. But let's jump into baseball real quick. Uh, Mariners are terrible and the Rockies are still terrible, but the Mariners will be playing um, the Cincinnati Reds today, who are also kind of terrible um, in Seattle. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then other baseball-wise, the Colonel season has come to an end here in Cedar Rapids. Uh, they lost the third and deciding game of the Midwest Division Championship Series uh, two to one to Clinton. Uh, so Clinton will move on to play at South Bend, uh, the Cubs, and that should be a good series. Clinton is the Clinton. If I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, Clinton was the single A team for the Mariners last year, and they are now the single A team for the Miami Marlins. So if you're a Marlins fan, your single A team has some promise. So. Be, be good for that. I did never get to watch him play Clinton. I think the one game we went to watch him play Clinton, it got rained out. Um, and I ended up using that ticket to go to um, a game with Shannon's mom and Shannon. Um, we used our tickets for that. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I talk a lot. My throat gets all dry. And I got to keep putting the water down. But I don't want to keep it in my lap because I am... Notorious for spilling things, but um, basically they had a great season. It's kind of kind of weird to not be you know being able to go to baseball games because I've been going to baseball games since basically April. 
um, of this year. Went to the Colonels. I don't, we didn't go to opening day, but we went, I think, like opening week or the week after. And then basically I spent that whole week uh, covering the Division Three Baseball World Series <clears throat> back in May and June. Um, and then now we've come to the end, and it's it's been fun. So I'll say this about the Colonels. They have a lot of promise with that Twins organization. Uh, a lot of young players that will be <clears throat> moving up to Pensacola. Or sorry, Fort Myers, then Pensacola, Rochester. So the Twins will be in good hands. And maybe some of these guys that play here this year, they'll stay around for another year. Or, you know, they'll be around long enough I can watch them play one more time. But it feels like the Twins have a lot of depth even coming out of their um, single, their, their team right below um, Cedar Rapids. So we'll look forward to baseball season next year. I have kind of just tone, zoned out and just forgotten that baseball exists right now. So, um, but yeah. Um, what else? What else? Do I have any other baseball things? Um, England beat, uh, soccer, soccer wise, the USA lost to Mexico. That was disappointing. Uh, three, nothing. I'm very disappointed. The Sounders dropped a 2-0 decision to Colorado. It was a makeup game. Um, I think there was, like, inclement weather. I can't remember exactly, but um, we're getting down to the end of the season on that. I know the Sounders, I think, are in second or third. Um, I'll verify that probably later in the show. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, England beat uh, Kosovo 5-3 in European qualifiers, so that's good. Um, we're getting close to start qualifying for the World Cup 2022. Hopefully, we qualify. Otherwise, I'm going to be real mad um, because we didn't qualify last time, and we should have, and it was a joke. But you can go back and listen to that episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, moving on. We're going to talk about college football and basically football. I'm going to talk about fantasy football. I'm going to talk about the pigskin pickums that I did and we'll find out how I did and where I'm sitting in the KL the sports program KLCZ pigskin pickum program um also I have to remind myself to pick in the survivor league that I'm in as well so I'm gonna pull that open while I talk about this um so oh well I guess I got eliminated so I don't get to pick Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. Well, I guess I don't get to pick because draws don't count, I guess. Um, well, that was fun. In that, I was doing an eliminator challenge at uh, work. Basically, I put in a pool, and I had to pick a team. And if you pick that team, then you move on. Um, my team had a draw, uh, a tie, if you will. And I was eliminated, so I better make sure I pay those people so I get them my money. Well, good luck to everybody else. It was fun while it lasted. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk about sports program KLCZ pick them. That one, you don't really win anything. And then fantasy football, we'll talk about how my teams did. I know two of my teams won and one did not. But uh, other than that, we'll talk about college football. Uh WSU got a big win, 59, I believe 59 to 17 or something like that, over Northern Colorado. That was pretty much a a no-brainer uh, win. I mean, if you can't beat a big Sky team, then you got problems. But we're talking about Washington State here, who hasn't who lost to Portland State and Eastern Washington just a few years back. So yes, you can lose to big Sky teams, but they start the season 
basically averaging 50, 59, 58 points a game right now. Uh, they beat New Mexico State week one, 58 to seven. And then this last Saturday, they beat them, beat Northern Colorado, 59-17. So that's always good. Now they take on Houston in, I believe it's in Texas. Um, Arlington or Houston? I don't think it's Houston. Advocare, Texas kickoff, so I don't know where that's at. Oh, NRG Stadium in Houston. So this is kind of like a neutral site game. But it's in Houston, so Houston um, is the home team. So it's not really a neutral site game, but whatever. Um, but Aaron Gordon for the Cougars, has looked impressive. He is 60 of 70. He's completed 60 out of his 74 passes. He had 864 yards, nine touchdowns, and only thrown one interception. Um, That's pretty impressive. Max Borgie has done well, 17 carries, 162 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, So the the Cougs are looking very, very good. Um, If we look at the overall stats of college football, Um, We'll see kind of where the Cougs rank. I'll also talk about Iowa here. So if you look at Anthony Gordon is in second in the nation in passing right now with 884, right behind Elijah Sindelar from Purdue with 932. Um, And then if you look at rushing, um, Max Borgie is not close to that. And receiving yards, uh, there's no Cougs on that list. But Aaron Gordon has spread it around the field very well in all the highlights I've seen. Um, but yeah, the Cougs are averaging 50, 58.5 points per game. They're only allowed 12 points a game. They have 606 total yards, uh, 494 passing, 112 rushing. They've only, they've allowed 336 yards, 180 rushing and 150, or no, sorry, 156 rushing and 180 through the air. So, <laughs> excuse me. I like to sneeze, so if you hear that sneeze, I apologize. Um, allergies are still fantastic out here. Um, but yeah, that game is going to be on ESPN, so if you want to watch, you can. I'll be able to watch it while I'm in Illinois at an event. Um, hopefully they have decent cell service there so I can hear it. But the Cougs are the favorite, it looks like, in that one. Um Let's see what else is going on in the world of college football. The other college football um, we've got coming up this weekend, the big ones. You know, you got Washington. You got oh, this game's on Friday, the Washington State game. So Friday at eight fifteen. Uh, Saturday you got Penn State playing Pittsburgh. They're number three or number thirteen. Georgia, Georgia number three. Georgia's taking on Arkansas State. Um, who else is ranked in the top? You Number two, Alabama takes on South Carolina. That could be a good game. We'll see how it goes. Tua's probably going to just chuck it all over the yard there in Columbia. And uh, South Carolina probably doesn't stand a chance. But, hey, you can go to the game for as low as $68. So if you want to go watch Tua just chuck the ball and you live in, near South Carolina, go for it. Um, it would probably be fun. You could also watch New Mexico probably get slaughtered by Notre Dame in um, – South Bend, uh, that is um, number seven, Notre Dame. Uh, Stanford travels to Orlando to play number 17, UCF. Number 24, USC plays BYU. Um, Arizona State plays Michigan State. And the big one that I think is a big one this week, we'll talk more about them, is Iowa at Iowa State. Iowa is ranked number 19. It will be college game day. Now, college game day is going to Ames. 
I live near Ames, but unfortunately I'm not going to go because I have too high of expectations of College Game Day after last year and being able to go and attend. But College Game Day is literally one of the best experiences, and I am I'm very happy for both fan bases. I know a lot of Iowa fans will travel to that. I know a lot of Iowa State fans will be there because it's in Ames, which is the home of Iowa State University. Um, and this game is always tough. You know, Iowa has looked good the last two games. We'll talk a little bit about them right now. Um, I mean, they put up 38-14 against Miami of Ohio to open the season, and last week they beat Rutgers at home 30 to nothing. Um, if we look at this game and how it stacks up, Iowa is the favorite. That's the matchup predictor. Um, Iowa's averaging about 34 points a game, whereas Iowa State's averaging 29. Um, they've only allowed, Iowa's only allowed basically seven points per game. That's because they shut out Rutgers, because Rutgers is not a great football team, and I, I hate to say that. Um, but, it, you know, it could be interesting. But this game is always, um, from what I understand and what I've watched on TV, it's a tough game. You have to go into Ames, and Ames is a tough place to play. They're going to be rowdy. They're going to be excited to play on in front of a national stage. It's on FS1 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon central time, so 1 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, but, you know, this game could go either way. My, my pick is probably going to be Iowa. I pick Iowa because I had an uncle that went to Iowa, and I feel like now that I live in Cedar Rapids, I live in eastern Iowa. My allegiances should lie with the university closest, and plus I work in Corovo, which is like right by Iowa City. But I've always kind of enjoyed watching Iowa play football. Um, it's it, To me, it's always been different. It's, 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 a, it's kind of like a spread, but like a pro style. I don't know. It's, it's a different kind of thing that I'm used to seeing than Washington State's air raid where we chuck the ball 95 times a game. That's, I'm exaggerating, but Connor Halliday did throw the ball 73 times in a game um, for the Coots back in the day. But this game could go either way, but I think Iowa's going to be good. Nate Stanley's pretty good this year. Uh, 37 of 58, 488 yards and six touchdowns. And his main target has been uh, Amir Smith-Marset with eight receptions, 148 yards, and three of those touchdowns he's caught. So we'll see what happens, but you can never underestimate Iowa State. They played a very good game in a bowl game last year against Washington State in the Alamo Bowl. They just couldn't get it done. Uh, Brock Purdy's very – I think it's Brock Purdy. Uh, he's pretty good. Um, I'm going to make sure. Yeah, Brock Purdy. He's only a sophomore, so he was a freshman last year starting. Um but, yeah, they lost to Washington State last year. But they did play a, I believe, what was double or triple overtime to start the season against Northern Iowa. So, it, at home, they had to win that game. So, they've got a little, I would say, you know, they had a bye week. They have a little bit of momentum. They've had time to, um, you know, kind of get an idea of how Iowa's going to play football. And Iowa's got to get it going. So, it, like I said, it could go either way. But I'm going to lean towards Iowa in this one if they can get their offense moving. Um but it'll be a fun game to watch, definitely. Um, 3 o'clock, start in Ames. College game day will be there. So if you want to get up early and watch it, look for Old Crimson, WSU's flag. It's been, it hasn't missed one since. It's like 226. There's 27 now. Could be more. I could could be wrong. Um, but that should be a fun one to watch. Um, let's see what else. 
we've got going Idaho plays Wyoming. Um, I think my sister, who is an Idaho alum, and her husband are driving to Laramie to watch that game. Um, what else do we have? Miami, or sorry, Idaho State takes on number 11, Utah. Utah, who is very good this year, could be a, a team to sneak sneak in there and try to win the Pac-12. So we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, Kent State goes to number 8, Auburn. Lamar University is going to be at Texas A&M. They're number 16. Uh, Clemson takes on Syracuse. You never know with Syracuse. They could upset Clemson. That depends on how good they are. Uh, Northwestern State takes on, goes to Death Valley in Louisiana at Louisiana State. I don't think they'll win that. You can get tickets for as low as $9. So if you want to go watch LSU win big time, spend that the $9 and drive to Death, drive to, uh, Death Valley. That's what they call their stadium, Tiger Stadium down there. Uh, Florida State takes on number 25, Virginia. Willie Taggart needs a win there. Now, I have a friend, Adam, I believe it's Adam Olinger. He's a huge Florida State fan. Not a good start for them this season, I don't think. Um, They aren't doing super great, and they lost to Boise State at home. And they are 1-1, and so they did get a win against Louisiana Monroe, but only by a point. So there is something going on at Florida State. A once great team, uh, coached by Bobby Bowden, is just not as good as they could be. And it could be a lot of things. I, I just don't think Willie Taggart was that coach for Florida State. I think they need somebody else. You know, to be honest, if if I really had to pick somebody that's in the coaching ranks right now to take over at Florida State, I'd pick Les Miles. Now, he's at Kansas, and Kansas lost to a Division II team uh, this last weekend. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, we're going to look that up, though, because I want to make sure and give factual evidence here. Um, we'll look it up, but... Yeah, I think Les Miles would be a good choice for Florida State. I mean, he coached some great teams at LSU. He got to coach Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I mean, he's coached a lot of guys, but that's just my opinion on that. So, number five, Oklahoma travels to L.A. to play UCLA. Texas, number 12, takes on Rice. And Portland State heads to Boise to play Boise State and Montana. Looking for the upset on number 15, Oregon, in Autzen Stadium. Um, but yeah, let's, let's take a look here at Kansas. I know Kansas is in the big 12. Yes. Kansas is in the big 12. They haven't been good for a very long time. They are, oh, it says they're first in the big 12. So they got a win against, oh, they didn't lose to an FCS school. They lost to a Sunbelt team. Um, they beat Indiana state 24 to 17 and then they lost to Coastal Carolina, a team that's in the Sun Belt that replaced Idaho and New Mexico State um, when they were both in there, uh, 12-7. Their next opponent will be on Friday against Boston College, and then they have to travel to West Virginia and play there. Or No, they'll be at home against West Virginia. So can Les Miles turn this program around? A team that is a program that has not been good, but we'll see what Les Miles can do with the talent that he's got. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, it's Kansas. I everybody knows Kansas as a as a as a basketball school um, for men's at least. Um, their football team had that run one year where they they did very well. I believe they won a bowl game. I think it was the Fiesta Bowl, but. If anybody, I think, can do it, it's Les Miles. At least he can get that team up out of the doldrums that are terrible. 
and hopefully you can turn it around, but we'll see. So I'm getting really excited because on my trip that I'm going on, this is a sub, this is a side note on the trip that I'm going on. I'm going to stop at the local casino down the street or down the, down the way there in Riverside and check out their sports book and get a little more information about sports gambling and see if it's something that maybe I will give a chance. I've always wanted to bet on a sporting event. Um, and they make it easy now that you can bet, um, on sports in Iowa. And the cool thing is you can bet, you just have to put the money in and then you can bet from home. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It could be an interesting thing. And that's if I have time to do so, uh, NFL wise, the Seattle Seahawks are one and zero to start the season. This is a pro Seahawks podcast. We love the Seattle Seahawks and we hate the new England Patriots on this podcast. So, I apologize to Patriots fans, but I just I just don't really like the Patriots. And now they have Antonio Brown. And that's my question. How is this okay? <clears throat> How is this okay? I, and I heard somebody talking about it, that the people complaining about Odell Beckham, or not Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown being on the Patriots are the people who are losers. They're sore losers. And, and I'm not a sore loser. We've, we lost the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I've moved past that. I bring it up because we should have ran the ball and not thrown it yet. But it just seems like a monopoly to me. You know, Robert Kraft has this money, and where are they getting $15 million to pay him and and all this different stuff? And it's, and it's you know, to me it's it's just kind of funny. My thought, my, my thoughts on it, I made clear on the internet. You know, when he got cut from the Raiders... Because the Raiders weren't going to give him his money because he was being a, a jerk. He was being an idiot. He's being stupid. And I understand you're not happy somewhere. But if you're not happy somewhere, then don't go there. Just express your feelings. Don't be a jerk about it. Don't cuss at your GM. Don't threaten to beat up your GM. Show up to your events. Quit complaining about your helmet. Um, play the game. I understand that you want to be happy and play the game. It's like, I want to be happy at my work. I love my job. If Odell Beckham really loves or not, oh God, I keep calling him Odell Beckham. We're going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. That's why I keep bringing it up. Antonio Brown is unhappy that he was at the Raiders. He should have still shown up, asked, asked for a trade at least, got his money, and all this other stuff. I mean, rather than, basically, the way I equate it is he threw a gigantic fit. He He was a gigantic baby about the whole thing. Didn't show up for practices, kicking footballs over fences, uh, basically threw a temper tantrum because he wasn't happy in Oakland. Big deal. They wanted to give you a set of money. There are rules. You didn't follow them. So there you go. And now he gets to go to the Patriots where I'm assured they're probably going to win another Super Bowl, whoop-de-doo, and he's going to get his ring that he wants. He should just get his ring and ride off into the sunset. I'm kind of done. Like, I used to think Antonio Brown was one of the best wide receivers in the game. I don't think that anymore. And I don't care what anybody says about that. I mean, he's, yes, he's got great hands. And, you know, he's he's a year older than me, 31, 32, I think. And, you know, you, you, you've played your time. And if you're going to continue to act like this, I don't know why teams would want to take a chance. I think the Patriots think that they're going to rehabilitate him. I think they're going to do one wrong thing. They're going to tick him off, and he's going to do the exact same thing here. And I think we could have another helmet issue. <clears throat> Ultimately, I think we could have another helmet problem. So we'll see what happens. But it seems like he is buddy-buddy with um, 
Tom Brady already. So, but we'll look back at week one. Uh, oh, also, while I have it on the brain, Odell Beckham Jr. Wearing a $190,000 watch on the field during a game, which is a big fat no-no. Um, he says he's going to keep doing it again. And again, and again, and again. So, I, hey, it's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, same thing. Just follow the rules. Just, just play the game. You never wore this watch before in New York. You never did that. Why now? Why all of a sudden are you doing this now? So just play by the rules. Play the game. At least he showed up, you know, to the team that he got traded to and played the game, um, unlike Antonio Brown. So I have more respect for Odell Beckham Jr., even though he's not really following the rules by wearing this watch on the field thing, which I think is, why, why, why do you need to know what time it is? You have You have to play... Basically, 60-minute game. It'll be over in, in three hours, two and a half hours, or if you go into overtime, you know. that There's your idea. There's when the game's going to be over. You don't really need to wear a watch, but go out and catch passes. So, uh, week one is in the books. I'm just going to move on from that before I get really, really heated. But like I said, week one was in the books. We started on Thursday, the 100th year, year of NFL football season. The Packers defeated the Bears 10-3. I did not pick that game correctly, I don't believe. Um, but we're going to open that up right now. I'm going to get my pigskin pick and pulled up so we can compare <clears throat> what I did in pigskin pick them to what I actually picked. So um, I'm going to pull this one into a different window. There it goes. That way we can look at it in two different spots here. Um, back to week one. I scored nine points out of a potential, I think. Um, yes. Out of one, two. I don't know how many games there were. I'll count them as we go along. Sixteen. So not. So I basically went fifty percent, less than fifty, or a little more than fifty percent. Well, it says thirty-eight percent here. Um, but we'll look at the first one. I did pick this one correctly. So I picked the Packers to defeat the Bears. Uh, game two, I did not succeed in doing well on that one, um, which I had picked the Falcons to defeat the Vikings. I did not get that one right. Um, I also picked the Jets. To beat the Buffalo Bills, and they almost did. They lost seventeen to sixteen. I picked the Cleveland Browns to beat the Tennessee Titans, and the Cleveland Browns absolutely did not play like the Cleveland Browns are. They lost forty three to thirteen. I I couldn't believe it. You know Baker Mayfield, he went twenty five for thirty eight, two hundred eighty five yards and a touchdown. Um, AJ Brown, three receptions for a hundred yards. The guy had three catches for 100 yards. That is insanity. And that that's what the Cleveland Browns gave up right there. Um, so hopefully they can turn it around next week, which we'll talk about that in the next part. Um, let me scroll back down this way a little bit here. Um, I had the, let's see what the next one is, Eagles and... Where's the Eagles? Eagles and Redskins. I picked that one correctly. I had the Redskins or the Eagles pick to win that, and they did 32 to 27. I also correctly picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Miami Dolphins. They destroyed the Dolphins 59 to 10. Now, 
the report came out. I, if you're a sports fan, you probably follow have followed the drama of the Dolphins. Several players called their agents, and they want out of Miami. I mean, if you look at what Miami's done, they've got they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. They've got Josh Rosen. Um, you know, they just uh, they just traded away Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, two of their big offensive weapons. Tunsil being a left tackle. Um, and still probably being their best wide receiver they had. Um, so really all they've got is Kenyon Drake. Um, and I can't remember who else, but it, that's rough for Dolphins fans. Again, my friend Adam Olinger, I, I, I'm sorry about how your teams are playing this year, Florida State and Miami Dolphins. I feel bad for you, bud, um, if you do listen to this show. Uh, I also did, so yeah, but the Dolphins, it, it's a mess. Um, uh, one bright bright spot for any Idaho Vandal fans that listen to this um, and anybody back home, uh, a former Asotan High School player, uh, Jesse Davis, who also played at the University of Idaho, who has been on practice squads and off practice squads. You know, he started on the Seahawks practice squad, got released from that, then he went to the Jets. Um, tried out for them. I think he made the practice squad there, got let go. But then he went to Miami, made the practice squad, and then made the team as a left tackle. And he was making like under a million bucks for the last couple years. Um, and he came into the starting role last year. He's made it his own, and he just got paid. I believe they gave him a $15 million contract over the next three years um, in total. Um, so good for him. Good for a local kid, a local guy. I shouldn't say he's a kid. Um, local local person back home getting paid to play in the NFL and do something that he loves. So good for him. Um, Rams and the Carolina Panthers, I picked that correctly. They won the Rams 130-27 to as much as I hate picking the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I did it anyway. <clears throat> the Chiefs and the Jaguars, I correctly picked that as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Holy smokes. Too much talking going on here. Uh, Chiefs won 40-26. Patrick Mahomes, 378 yards and three TDs. Sammy Watkins, mind you, I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Smartest move I ever made was not putting him on the bench. We'll talk about how many points I got there. But he had nine receptions, 198 yards, and three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw three touchdowns to Sammy Watkins. This is why you draft Sammy Watkins in fantasy football. He produces, and when he's got a quarterback that can produce like Pat Mahomes, who also, mind you, went 25 of 33, so he didn't miss that many passes, it's a good day to be a Chiefs fan, I think. So, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. The Seattle Seahawks defeated, at home, the Cincinnati Bengals 21-20. to Andy Dalton made us look silly. Uh, 35 of 51, 418 yards. Two touchdowns. Um, Chris Carson for Seattle had 15 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. John Ross, the third for Cincinnati, had seven receptions of those 51 passes from Andy Dalton for 158 yards and two touchdowns. The Seahawks, if you look at this, should not have won this game. Russell Wilson went 14 of 20 for 196 yards and two touchdowns. Um, And the man who I think is going to be the future franchise receiver of this team, DK Metcalf, four receptions, 89 yards. He had some big haul-ins there. Um, so that's that's a good deal. That's a very good deal. We had 223, 233 yards of total offense. We gave up one turnover, 
And we had 12 first downs, and we still won the game. So the Bengals, I think, have something to look forward to with that kind of production. Um, hopefully they can keep it going. But the Seahawks have never always, you know, we've kind of leveled off in the last uh, few years, weeks, months, days, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we'll see what happens with Seahawks next week. We'll talk about that as we get into next week's games. And I tell you who I pick and pick them. And then we're going to talk fantasy real quick. And then I'm going to wrap up the show, I think. Uh, but that's another thing. Indianapolis Colts. I got that wrong. They lost to the Los Angeles chargers, uh, 24 to 30. I want to see if I can find, um, so Marlon Mack, he was another guy I had on my fantasy team. 25 carries, 174 yards, and a touchdown for the uh, Colts. And we'll see how Jacoby Brissett did. Because Jacoby Brissett got paid. He got a very hefty contract. He did 21 to 27, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had eight receptions, 87 yards, and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen for the Chargers had... Eight receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown. And Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 58 yards and a touchdown. He is filling in for Melvin Gordon, who is not playing because he wants more money. Another situation I'm not going to get started on. Um, Also, when I talk about the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott got his money that he wanted. So now he can stop complaining and play football. So, uh, Dallas Cowboys defeat the New York Giants 35 Two seventeen. I went. Need to go back in and look here. Uh, Dak Prescott, twenty-five of thirty-two, four hundred and five yards, four touchdowns. Saquon Barkley had eleven carries, one hundred and twenty yards, and receiving for Dallas, seven receptions, one hundred and fifty-eight yards for Michael Gallup. Um, I want to see who quarterbacked. I think Eli quarterbacked for the Giants in this game. He did. He was thirty of forty-four, three hundred and six yards, and a touchdown. Evan Ingram had eleven receptions, one hundred and sixteen yards. And one touchdown. So, it sounds like the Giants want to do well. I mean, if we look at their total offense, they had 470 yards of total offense. But they had two turnovers, and that will kill you every single time. Turnovers will kill you. Um, so, hopefully the Giants can do better next week. Um, but we'll find out there, too. Uh, Lions and Cardinals. I had picked... The Detroit Lions to win, and like I said in that fantasy um, thing I was doing where you pick a team every week and you can't pick the same team, I had picked the Detroit Lions to win, and of course they had to go and tie with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, it was not pretty at all. But Matthew Stafford, 27-45, 385 yards, three touchdowns, and TJ Hawkinson, the rookie from Iowa, tight end, had six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he looked very good. I went back and watched highlights of him. He is a very good player. He's very good in Iowa as well. Him and Noah Fant. Um, Kyler Murray was not great. 29 of 58, 54, 308 yards. Not bad. Two touchdowns. He had an interception. But he struggled at the beginning of this game. So we'll see how that goes next week for both teams. I hope the Lions can turn it around. Because I kind of kind of do like the Lions. I want them to succeed. Um, 49ers, I, another team I hate picking, but I picked them because they were playing the Buccaneers and I hate the Buccaneers because they have James Winston as their quarterback. <clears throat> and if you haven't heard, do your research on James Winston. He's not a great player. I mean, he, good for him that he played at Florida State and did all this great stuff, but he's not a great player and there's some shady things about him. 
but they won 31 to 17. The New England Patriots defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 33 to 3 in Foxborough. And our two Monday night games was the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints. I picked the Saints, and they pulled it out because Will Lutz kicked a 54, or sorry, 58-yard game-winning field goal for the Texans to seal it. And of course, I had picked the Denver Broncos to beat the Oakland Raiders, and I was wrong. So if you're keeping score at home, um, I had nine right. The average in our group looks like it was ten. So if we go into our sports program KLCZ rankings right now, I am currently in 19th out of 26 people. Uh, One person she didn't even pick. Um, So I'm not terrible. I wouldn't say I'm the best. Um, That would be M-R-N-R-N-4-L. And then if you're looking for Zach, Zach Swan is in 7th. Derek is in 13th. Um, Sean Walters um, you can follow him on Twitch I'll have to remember what his Twitch name is oh Home Run Jack Pop Punk since 1987 Um, he is in 7th as well and I don't see I can't remember if Paul Paul Page got back in here or not Um, but we'll find out so it's early I still have a chance so we'll talk about this week I have to go back because I don't have this all set up. I should be smart. Week two. Here's who I've got for week two. I have Tampa Bay travels to Carolina. I picked Carolina to win that one. Um, the Buffalo Bills travel to New, basically just to East Rutherford, New Jersey and MetLife Stadium to play Buffalo uh, to play the New York Giants. I picked Buffalo. I think Buffalo can beat the Giants in this one, but we'll see what happens. Um The third game, I have the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Cincinnati Bengals. Even though I just talked about how great the Bengals were, uh, (laughs) offense-wise, but I think 49ers are going to be slightly better than them. They've got some weapons. Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the Washington Redskins. I have the Los Angeles Chargers defeating the Detroit Lions. I also have the Packers defeating Minnesota. Uh, I have the Colts beating the Titans. I think the Colts have what it takes to beat this Titans team that is... Very good, it looks like. They could be very good. Um, Unfortunately, I'm picking the New England Patriots to beat the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, Miami. It's just that team's way too good. Um, The Baltimore Ravens, I have picked to beat the Arizona Cardinals. I always pick Seattle, no matter the matchup. I will always take that loss if I have to. I think Seattle can get it done against Pittsburgh. They just have to get it going. Um, Hopefully, they can play well against that tough Pittsburgh defense, and hopefully Big Ben doesn't have a great game. But that's difficult because Big Ben is very good at what he does. Um, I have the Texans beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose new starting quarterback, by the way, I forgot to mention this, is Gardner Minshew, WSU's starting quarterback last year who led them to a bowl game victory. He is now, I believe at this point, the starting quarterback for the Jaguars due to Nick Foles breaking his collarbone in his first game (laughs) As a Jacksonville Jaguar. So, good for Gardner Minshew. Hopefully he does well. Um, he looked good. They just didn't get the win. It's kind of hard to win when you're playing uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, I have the Chiefs pick to beat the Oakland Raiders. Um, I also have the Chicago Bears pick to defeat the Denver Broncos. Um, we have a rematch of last year's NFC Championship debacle 
I'm not calling it a championship game. It was a championship debacle as the Saints were robbed of the opportunity to go try to beat Tom Brady, which they could have done. Um, they have to play the Rams, and I am picking the Saints to beat the L.A. Rams in L.A. So there you go. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles will defeat the Falcons, and then I have the Cleveland Browns to defeat the New York Jets. Hopefully they get that right. Oh, I better enter my final score here. Uh, there we go. i got to submit these again because I didn't put a score in. So those are my picks for the week. Um, you can listen back. See if your picks match up. You can still enter to play at Pigskin Pick'em. Just search for Sports Program KLCZ in the groups. You can still join us. You'll just be a week behind. But hey, the more the merrier. You could still come back in and beat us. You don't really win anything. You win the satisfaction of knowing that you beat two sports podcasts and a bunch of people um, who really like to watch football. So, uh... That is that. I hope the Seahawks can continue that. The other thing I'm going to end with, I did talk about it. I went to the University of Iowa game last weekend. I got to tailgate. Um, it was a, it was an awesome experience. Now, Iowa doesn't have any pro teams. They've got, you know, semi-pro hockey um, in the Rough Riders. They've got semi-pro basketball, which is in Des Moines with the Iowa Timberwolves um, in the D-League. Um, what else? So they have the Des Moines Buccaneers. I mean, they've got the Iowa Barnstormers in the Indoor Football League, the Cedar Rapids River Kings. I mean, you got minor league baseball. There's no real pro teams in Iowa. None. Um, so, for Iowans, I would consider myself an Iowan now, I guess. I've been on here almost a year. Hopefully they would accept me. That's one of their own. Um, for Iowa, college football and college sports is like the big thing around here. You know, if you live on the western side of the state, down like right down the middle, I think, is the divider line. Um, everybody, it, it feels like on the west side is very pro-ISU. Everybody on this side of the state is very pro-Iowa. And, and, and UNI, because UNI is to the north of us. But it seems like those are the two major things. And people take college sports here very seriously. Um, I had never, I have been to Washington State games. I've been to Washington State tailgates. This was a whole different experience. Um, going to Kinnick Stadium, which Kinnick Stadium is named after um, Niall Kinnick. He played in 1930. He played in the 1930s, late 1930s, mid 19 to late 1930s at Iowa. Um, and he was an incredible human. You should research him. Great person. He is the only Heisman Trophy winner that Iowa has ever had, and he won that in 1939. Unfortunately, he died. Uh, in a training mission in 1944, uh, as he was training to go to fight in the in World War II, um, many 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 years later, it took many years for them to rename the stadium after him. Um, so it's called Kinnick Stadium after him, um, and it's really cool. They have a statue of him outside on the south side of the stadium, and the Hawks actually call it the Hawk Walk, and the bus buses pull up out in front of that. South Southgate, I think. Southgate. I think I'm right. If I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. And the team walks in, and the fans get to see him, and they have a full, a big, gigantic bronze statue of Niall Kinnick, and all the fan, all the players touch the helmet on their way in for good luck. Um, and it's just an incredible stadium. It's very old. It's brick. Uh, lots of cool arches in it. Inside, um, there, like to get to, get around, you basically have to go. <clears throat> excuse me, down a ramp. 
to get anywhere. You can't just like go up to the top of your row and cut across. It's very old school, and I like that. Um, they've done some renovations to it, two new video boards. Um, it was a great atmosphere. It was full, and they were playing Rutgers. Um, there were a few empty seats, but as to be expected when you're not playing a team that's very good. But they did get the shutout, 30-0. to zero. Um, One of the big things I think is very cool. So right behind us, out of the south, probably the west um, side, right just literally behind where we were standing, is um, the Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital. And a new tradition, a tradition they started back in, I believe, 2017, is after the first half, they turn around and wave to the kids at the hospital. And it was very cool at the children's hospital there. Um, you could turn around and wave at the kids, and they're up there watching the game along with you. Um, and that's one of the cool, I think is a cool feature of how that hospital is set up and how that field is set up, the fact that they made an observation deck so that these kids can get time away from what they're going through at the hospital or whatever they're fighting to come be able to watch, to be able to watch the Hawkeyes play football and kind of escape for a few hours. Um, so it's kind of a cool thing, and people that go to that university, they take a lot of pride in that hospital. Um, there's a lot of money raised for that hospital. Our Costco raised, I think, alone $32,000 for that hospital. Um, and combined with the other two, I think we raised about 90000 uh during Children's Miracle Network. So it's kind of cool to see that um, and be a part of it. And then um, Pat Green, he's a country music star, came and played a song that he has called Wave on Wave at halftime, and we waved at the kids again. So it, it, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I got a little misty-eyed in the stadium there. So it's, it's a very cool thing, but that stadium feels very, if you're very close to the action, um, the, the walls, like, they're, they're very short, like, you're close to the field. Um, it's very intimate and it's very loud, about 69, six, almost 70,000 people can fit in that stadium. So, College football's huge, and it's a great experience. I'm glad I got to go. Hopefully, I'll get to go again this season. Uh, we'll see. It makes it difficult uh, with Costco. I have to work on weekends, which is not a problem, but I can always watch recaps of games. So, with that said, I mean, we've gone almost an hour. Well, we're at 40, 40 almost 46 minutes. So, I think episodes are going to typically be about this long as we get into more uh, football and basketball and into the end of the season. Um, and I'm going to try my hardest this year to pay more attention to basketball because I really want the Blazers and the Nuggets to do well this year. So, And hockey is coming back. Rough Riders will be starting soon. I'll talk more about those. I'm going to try to go to more games because Shannon really likes hockey. Um, I kind of want to drive up to Minnesota and go to a Wild game or go to Chicago and go to a Blackhawks game uh, or St. Louis Blues. Down in St. Louis. So, but we're going to Madison next Tuesday, so I will not have an episode. I may have an episode Monday um, before Monday Night Football because we are going up to Madison, Wisconsin to check out Madison, Wisconsin because I've never been to Wisconsin in my life. So, probably eat some cheese or something. Um, maybe try to poke my head in and check out um, Forward Madison, the USL team, whose, whose mascot is the Flamingos. Um, I've wanted to do that for a little bit, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes, but you'll get an update on it, because I like to update things. So thank you for listening this week, um, and hopefully we'll see you next Monday. We'll kind of recap the Sunday games. We'll probably recap um, football, and we'll kind of see where we're at baseball-wise. I'll do that, but 
Other than that, watch some sports this weekend. Watch the Iowa-Iowa State game. I think it's going to be an electric football game. Also, you can watch that Houston-Washington um, State game. It's the Cougars versus the Cougars. Um, so that should be a good game, too. That'll be on ESPN on Friday. Of course, game day will be in Ames. I think that's going to be cool. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening this week. Um, I will see you next Monday. Enjoy your weekend and watch some sports. Take care.